what's up, what's up, Luis? You see, um, I, I was really excited to have you on, truthfully, because it's like, I like, ever since I've had you as a friend on Facebook, you were always the person sharing your views. Like, like no matter what someone says, you're always like, you know what, these are my views. I don't care what you tell me, you know? Yeah, I don't really like care about what people think. Um, they're my views. Um, you don't have to agree with them, but that's just uh, what I stand for and what I'll keep, you know, advocating and stuff like that. So um, I just don't care about what people think. That's why I do it. So how do you go on through life not caring what people think? Because I think there's so many people that are insecure and, they're, they're, and they care about other people's opinions on them. Because I know I'm like that sometimes. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm like that still, you know, I have my moments, but um, we only have one life to live um, and nobody can control that. So I just really only think about myself, um, which some people might think as selfish, but um, I think that you know, um, we're never going to progress in life if we're always thinking about other people. You know, there is times where, like, you obviously have to think about people because, like, it might come off as rude and stuff like that. But for the most part, I just think about myself because nobody else is going to help me get farther in life. Um, it's just me, myself, and I, you know, that kind of mentality. Um, I'm the only one that's going to get me that job. I'm the only one that's going to you know, graduate and stuff, nobody else is going to help me. You know, there are people, you know, along the ways that, like, can, like, guide you there, but um, you're the one that's truly making the change in your life. So that's why I do what I do. So, like, you're more of a, like, you depend on yourself and not anyone else type thing? Basically, yeah. Um, I think that also comes up, that's because I don't like opening myself up to people so um I usually only um have myself you know um people are always like you know like you can like talk to me and stuff like that but I just rather go through shit on my own because I know my own feelings and I know how um to get over them so um it's always just me me myself and I I guess <laughs> But is there times where you're going through something and it kind of eats you up on the inside? Obviously, it's like, I oh, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, I, like I need somebody to help me. Um, yeah, that does happen quite a while. But like I said, I just don't like opening myself up to people. So I'd rather deal with that on my own because I'll always find a way around it. Um, if I really, really need um, guidance in life, I'll always just turn to my mom. She's the only one that knows me um, on the more personal level. Like I do have my close friends, but they don't know me like my mom does. So I'll go to her for guidance. But other than that, it's only me. Yeah, I think lots of people like have the thinking like, oh, I need help from this person or this person. Cause I feel the same way too. Like I, like there's times where I wanna open myself up and ask for help but truly the only person that knows how to do stuff in my life is me because it's exactly. my life and it's like no one understands my feelings toward this toward this toward this and 
it gets lonely though. Like there's times where, where I'm just sitting there and I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Like, like is this the best option to make me happy? Yeah, I, I feel you because sometimes I'll be like, damn, like I wish I could open myself up to people because sometimes I do be wanting like advice on like shit I do and stuff like that. But I feel like interference sometimes uh, might guide you in the wrong way. So let's say, you know, you want to do something and, um, you know, you bring this up to somebody and they tell you to go the other direction and it possibly doesn't work. And then you're like second guessing, like, oh, like, what if I went this way and like things would have worked and stuff like that. So that's usually why I don't um, talk to people as well. Um, I feel like that interference um, messes up a lot of things in people's lives. So do you think people have to become in touch with like their intuition and their spiritual side to be more confident in their like decisions? Um, personally, I, I have become more in tune with my spirituality and stuff like that. Um, you know, a couple of months back, I was like not in a good place uh, mentally. And then I all of a sudden just took, a, took the wheel on my life. And I started becoming more spiritually. I started um, becoming more in tune with my intuition. And that really did help a lot. I feel like learning about yourself, your body can really help you. I like to view uh, the universe as the universe is in us. Yeah. So um, it knows what it's doing. And you just got to listen to it. Um, There are bad things that happen, but... I feel like those are just lessons for greater things that are coming in life. It's preparing you for um, new things. So I feel like um, me getting in tune with my spirituality and stuff like that has really helped me um, both mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it be. Um, it really got me out of like a dark place. You know, like I could just tell because it's like, it's like the progression of the Facebook post. Cause like you were going through like a hard time, but then I started seeing you started like glowing, like you were something different. And, and like, I'm, I'm like, I'm proud of you for that, you know? And I want to know what exact things did you do to get in more into spiritual things? Cause I think people, people don't know what to do and, they're, and they mm-hmm. think they're stuck in that dark place forever. Um, first you really got to, um, acknowledge that there is something wrong because I feel like people oftentimes are like scared to admit that something's wrong with them just because they think that they're always right and stuff like that so I think the first step is just like acknowledging what's wrong um pinpointing what the problems are um and then a lot of it has to do with researching so um at first it might not be fun at all because like I feel like people when they hear like spirituality they think of like crystals and like you know like all this shit and like you know you have to really do your research because um it doesn't come like like overnight um so once you do start doing that research you really need to believe in it um because nothing's gonna happen if you don't believe in it um when I was going through that really 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 hard time I um It was just a really, really, really dark place. 
and I I started acknowledging that there was a problem and if I didn't put a stop to it, I probably wouldn't be here right now. So um, really acknowledging what's going on in your life, you know, the friendships that you have, because I have lost a lot of friendships along the way. And you got to be okay with that because a lot of people are just in your life to hold you back. So really, really um, paying attention to your surroundings um, and uh, really paying attention to what makes you feel good um, and what doesn't make you feel good, what makes you comfortable, what makes you uncomfortable. Um, I found that um, for me, meditating has really helped me. Um, it just opens up my mind more. I usually will meditate in the mornings because it just, um, it makes me feel more relaxed throughout the day. I also um, believe in manifesting a lot. So um, keeping a positive attitude is key. And just believing that, um, you know, although you are in like a bad place right now, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Because if you're just like wrapped up in like, this dark place then you're never gonna get anywhere in life that's just gonna keep holding you back so really um staying positive even though it's hard um that's the main key staying positive all the time yeah i'd say with meditating it's one of those things where at first you're like there's like there's no way this works you know but then there's actual studies on it and then you actually do it and you're like holy shit like i can go on through the day without like having an anxiety spike in my day or like I can go through my day without getting mad at somebody over some little thing and it's like but I think people see it and they think that's like I need to do that for two months and then I'm good for the rest of my life yeah it's one of those things and I encountered it person personally where it's like you have to always put yourself first you always have to do those things that will keep you positive because once you let go of it and once you focus on something else it's someone else it's going to go down from there and you forget about yourself. And yeah. I'd say, see, because I, I made a joke about the crystals, right? Because like my point of view, it's like meditating is 100% going to get you better. Like I, like I know that for sure. These crystals, I think, well, in my opinion, so if you want to say something else, I'm completely fine with that, but I think it's this the sort of like um, this sort of type of manifesting where you have this crystal that people tell you will help you um, reduce stress, reduce anxiety. So now you have that thought in your mind where it's like, okay, this is going to reduce anxiety and stress. Now it's not the crystal that do that that's doing it. It's that your own affirmations, your own okay, this thing is going to help me reduce my anxiety, reduce my stress. And the meditating is already doing that as well. So now yeah, that no. you're in line with it, it's like, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I like to see crystals as more like a placebo effect, you know, like mm -hmm. when you're like, um, if you know what the placebo effect is, like taking a pill, it might just be candy. But in, um, if somebody tells you, oh, this will, you know, get rid of your headache, eventually once you take that pill that headache is going to go away because your mind is like oh this is a pill that'll help me with the pain and shit so that's how I like to see um that's how I view crystals as well um they're more of a like 
I guess, I don't know how to explain it, but you're basically doing the work on your own. You're manifesting mm-hmm. on your own without even knowing it. Um, so I totally agree with what you're saying. But I'd say for people that are beginning, I'd say it's a great idea to where they can pinpoint what they're trying to fix, you know? Where they find a crystal, they're like, oh, that's exactly what I need help on. So they'll get it and, you know, they'll do it. And I think what people also don't realize is that the, the, placebo, the, like, the placebo effect is real because of how strong our minds are. Like people don't realize how strong they really are and how powerful yeah. they are. From what we know now, it's the most powerful object in the universe, in the whole universe. Better than the sun, better than the earth. It's and like and like you said, how is how I don't see me in the universe. I see the universe in me. I think that's really how it is. Like we really have the power to do anything. We just have to unlock it. You know. Yeah. What do you think? psychedelics can help with this like do you think it can open parts of your mind that wouldn't be open without them um um i'm for psychedelics actually um i do them you know once in a while and i've learned a lot about myself like it actually opens up my mind to newer understandings um this whole spirituality uh journey that i've gone through wouldn't have happened if I didn't um, take that psychedelic. Um, I remember when I took it, everything was just like, everything made sense in my life. Like everything started to fall in place. Um, I remember just feeling very happy, uh, very in tune with my body. And um, that's when I was like, okay, you need a you need to get your shit together. You need to get yourself out of this place. Um, So I feel like psychedelics do play a good part in that. And I always have this crazy theory. Um, People always think I'm like crazy, but I feel like the government, you know, makes these shits illegal because they do open your mind to greater things. And if more people had access to these kinds of drugs, I feel like there would be newer, um, like, new experiences for people new connections that people could make that could lead to um you know finding out other shit which the government doesn't want us to find out which i know it's fucking stupid no no like i don't think that's crazy at all i completely agree with you because it's like like if you were in charge of a country what you would want to do is keep all your citizens in check because if one goes off crazy and goes against you then now you're fucked so that's what they're basically trying to do. They're trying to keep everyone sedated, calm down, let them not know about things. But you're right. But I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever done psychedelics. I don't know. I don't know you like that, but um, I want to. Every, every time I've I done psychedelics, whether it be like shrooms or acid, um, I've learned something new about either myself or like the universe um and I like to think that the more I do it the more I'll get closer to uh really finding out what the meaning of life is because really nobody knows what the meaning of life is like why are we here why was this earth made you know why why does anything happen but 
Um, yeah, every time I do psychedelics, I feel like I get closer to finding out what that is, even if it sounds stupid, but um, yeah. And um, I've learned so much about myself, about other people, because it really opens up your heart. It opens up your third eye. It opens up your mind to um, newer things. Um, and yeah, I feel like you should do it at least once in your life. Like, I'm not telling you like, oh, go do that, drugs. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like everybody needs to experience it once in their life because it's honestly an experience that you won't get doing anything else. Like, it's totally different. See, because I really want to try it, because, like, there's this theory where people think the people that wrote the Bible or the Quran, they were actually on psychedelics, and they were actually unlocking this part of their mind that they wouldn't have normally. And, like, I don't really push it out of the way, because there's been, like, actual studies where people look at... um like chimpanzees and they're the closest thing to us and they give them or they like leave a psychedelic around and the monkey will always go to it and they will always want it because they always want to learn more and, and I think that's kind of how we are we kind of want to learn more and and that's how how we progress so far in this human life because of these things um but I also heard that it's best to take these like shrooms or acid when you're in a good mood. Yeah. What um, it does is just like heightens up your senses and your yeah. perceptions and everything. For me, I like to think that um, it'll find you when you need it. Um, I know when I first did shrooms, it felt like it knew that I needed it. Um, and I was also in a good state of mind too. So everything went good but if you're in a bad state of mind and if you're not ready for it it can be the worst 12 hours of your life because that shit is for 12 hours like there's nothing you can do to like you know reduce it and stuff so um I feel like you should you you're, you're gonna know when you're ready to do it um like you'll just have like a feeling like oh like I want to do it like I feel like a lot of people are always like I want to do it but they aren't ready for that experience because it's an experience, like you said, that you can't get uh, with something else. So you really got to um, put your mind to it. Um, maybe even research a little bit about it because it's a really intense drug, to say the least. See, because um, cause I was like looking into it since probably like last year of like, I think it was like September, October, because I was in like the best part of my life. And I was like, you know what, I've, I like I know who I am and I know that this is going to take me to the next level and I want that and I want to know more stuff because because I love learning new shit like I love like doing this in general I just want to do this because I want to know people's like perspectives on everything and it's like I want to try it but then um my like mood went down and shit happened to where it's like now I have to rebuild myself so now it's like I kind of put down pause but I still want to do it. It's still there. Mm -hmm. But I kind of took it to my own hands. Like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Like, I need to just heal. Yeah, yeah that's good, though. Because um, you could probably get a bad trip, which is um, really fucking bad. I've heard yeah. a lot of people, um, their experiences, you know, like, 
some people end up in the hospital because their trip is so bad, you know. So it's really, um, you'll know when you're ready to take it. Like, it's, yeah, I'd say some people, because there's some people that say, like, there's some type of people that should never try it. But I think everyone is able to try it. They just have to reach that point. Because if you're not ready and you do it, um, like there's actually been people that become schizophrenic because they were on the borderline yeah. of becoming like they were already becoming schizophrenic, but because they took this drug, they're like you know they became it because they obviously weren't ready, you know. Or people that are depressed and they take it, they're gonna get worse. And I don't think people realize that, and they kind of just take it, and it takes you on a road where you don't want to go, you know. Yeah, I feel like people just see it as a party drug, which it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your typical party drugs are obviously like weed or like coke, but um, <laughs> <laughs> like shrooms and LSD, I feel like should not be taken as a party drug because it really, um, like you said, heightens your senses. Um, you'll probably see things you wouldn't, you know, see normally um also uh, there's like a stigma around um psychedelics people think that you like see monsters and shit like that's not Mm -hmm. how it works like the most you'll probably see visually are probably like colors are more like saturated and maybe occasionally you'll see like things you know become become like wavy and shit but it's more about how you feel rather than an actual visual trip, if that makes sense. Because uh-huh. I know I've heard people say that they took it, then they went outside at night and they would see like black figures. But from what I get from it, I think it's like, I think it's like their inner demons, their inner pain. It's now like they, like they associate darkness with like, oh, like demons. And they start seeing that because, you know, it heightens your perception. So now you're seeing stuff that, you would usually block out. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, you'll. It's not scary. Like you're not gonna see fucking a ten foot man standing in front of you. Cause like that's what you hear. Like when people tell stories, like I know when they're lying. Cause they'll be like, oh, like I saw like a dog with a fucking dragon's head and it had like ten legs. I'm like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like unless you like. Or like it's like it's laced a hundred tabs or something like that's not ever gonna happen um it's more about how you feel inside um it really just makes you more connected with nature um and like life itself i like doing it um like outside rather than inside because i feel like i'm very confined inside and outside i can know be more in tune with like the trees and like um sometimes i'll see the trees breathing breathing um and it just reminds me that like everything is connected you know even if if it's a tree with like no life like it's still connected to us somehow you're right and and like the good thing about it that I've learned is that it's not an addictive substance. It like it has zero properties that will make you addicted to it. And instead of like things like meth or like 
like the hard drugs they like they're like they prey on the fact that you're gonna get addicted and right. i think people are just scared of drugs because they're scared of um either feeling this sense of like i'm not in control or this sense of like oh i'm gonna get hooked and also like you know you're not in control it just comes off the base fact i'm not in control and for the 12 hours that you're on the trip like what do you like what do you do for the, those 12 hours because that is a long time um i'll do a lot of things um one thing i like doing is uh listening to music because it's different than listening to music like sober like you can feel like every instrument that went in there like every you know beat you can feel it in your body um I also like um taking walks because if you're just like sitting down doing nothing you can really get in your head so um just doing stuff that like makes me move around um I also like always have a friend with me as like a babysitter because it can go bad. Even if you're like in a good state of mind, everything could go downhill. It doesn't matter. Um, it's always like having somebody with me. Um, I also like drawing a lot um, because like I said, the colors look different. And um, I usually will draw things that are going on in my life. So um, one of the things I like drawing, um, I draw my anxiety. Um, I see my anxiety as like a like a monster, I guess you could say. And really, um, when I draw it, it really makes me acknowledge it because I usually never acknowledge my anxiety, which leads to you know panic attacks and anxiety attacks. But when I see it on paper, I'm like, okay, like this is something that exists in my body, and it's something that I can control. But if I just disregard it, it'll keep getting worse and worse. And it'll lead to, you know, the anxiety attacks and the panic attacks. So drawing is one of my main things I do when I trip. Yeah, I love how you named all the things that you would do. And like if and like like all the things that you would do are things that bring life, you know, like going out to see the trees, nature. You know, that's life in general. Then you have art. Art, I feel like, is the best thing we have as humans. Where it's like we can show you how I feel through a drawing or music. Or nice. or that. And I think people really see life as, like, clear cut. Like, just a piece of paper. We live and we die and that's it. And I don't know about you, but that's, that's scary to me. Like, I know there's more, there has to be more because there's no way I just come here to just live and then to die and it means nothing. Yeah, my view on death um, is way different than other people's death. Um, every time I tell people this, they think I'm crazy, but the way I see it is um, there is a higher power, not necessarily God, I, um, just something higher um and when we die i feel like we reincarnate into different bodies so what i'm saying is i could have died you know whatever years back and i could be you right now and you could be me right now mm -hmm. um if that makes sense so like yeah but do you come with the knowledge of your past life or do you think there's like a way no 
like it just no i feel like every time you go into different bodies it's for um a purpose like to learn something new like i'm in this body right now because this higher person wants me to learn something and once we have learned what we need to learn um we obviously you know pass away and then get put into a different body and then once we've learned everything we need to learn about life we go into this different realm with this higher power where we can view everybody else's life if that makes sense you know like i really love that that view of life um but like i think or actually i'm more comfortable with knowing that the not that the knowledge we learn in this life we'll carry on and maybe we go into a next life where everyone we live with knows of their past lives, you know, and they all have knowledge of their past lives. So it's like, we're continually becoming better. And then we're going to ultimately meet up to a part or a place, like you said, where we just view each other as life. And we have, we have everything life can offer us in us. And we're all just living together, happy, free, peaceful, you know, because people don't think peace is possible, but I really do think it's possible. Yeah, you know, um, I agree with you. I feel like um, knowing what we did in our past lives would be great. But at the same time, I feel like that would also interfere um, with what we have going on right now. And um, I feel like it would make us not be able to learn these new lessons that we need to um, have learned. Because um, this higher power has obviously, you know, um, acknowledged that we have learned that lesson. So um, they won't put that lesson again in this life, if that makes sense. And then once we yeah. do get to that life, we'll start regaining all our memories and like everything we've gone through. And that's when it would like really matter. Um, what we did in our past lives okay so each life you get like a little piece of the puzzle type thing. exactly it's basically then a puzzle just, then you just boom finally complete the puzzle yeah and like once you've you know lived all the lives you've lived then that's when you're going to start regaining all your memories um all your strengths all your abilities that you need to live in that life where hopefully we have reached peace and stuff like that you know, actually, like, now that you say it in that way, I, I agree with you, because I feel like if you have the same exact knowledge from your past life and you bring it on, there's going to be people that didn't leave their demons or their pain from the past. Like, everyone, so what people go through as kids or teenagers, that really dictates most of your life, mm-hmm. you know? So if, I don't know, my parents didn't give me my love or affection, I'm going to be craving that affection from now on. Or every time I get affection, I'm going to push it away because I think that's how it's supposed to be. Right. And yeah, so if you go into a new life and you forget about that, then I think that's a good thing to where now you don't have that baggage on you, that burden of like these attachment issues. And I think everyone has attachment issues one way or another. They all, we all have some. Because no parent is perfect. No person is perfect. We're just getting better. Um, but I do think we've gotten better. And I, 
and I don't know about you, but I really have high hopes for just humanity in general. I think every generation, there's lots of things to bet on, obviously, lots of things. But each generation, there's one thing better, one more thing better, one more thing better. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like, obviously, we're not the same people that we were like 100 years ago. And I feel like that's also why um, other generations um, like to you know, talk bad about the, like, the newer generations, like, for example, like, Generation Z, like, people are always like, oh, you guys are so soft, or whatever, but I feel like it's just, um, we have seen, you know, how other people are, we're being treated, we're getting more educated about these things, and we're being more inclusive about it, so we're, you know, um, letting people into our lives that we wouldn't necessarily have done back in the day, and I feel like since those older people were so used to, you know, pushing these people back, them seeing um, us, you know, create these friendships, create these relationships with these people really does upset them because, you know, they don't want to change their views. So um, they want to change our views on life. Yeah, you're right. I'd say generations look on us and they think we're sensitive about other things as well, where I'm like, wait, hold up, like, you guys are taking it a little bit too far. And, no, yeah. And I think this generation, yeah, they're doing good things, but they're taking it in a wrong way where they're like, now that you did this bad thing, we're going to cancel you and we're not going to ever give you likes or videos. We're not going to give you attention. You know, like you're done. You're pretty much the witch of the witch trials, you know, like get out of here. Yeah, a lot of this generation has um, grown to um, have a savior complex, which is not a good thing, you know. Um, they always want to make uh, things right and call out things that necessarily they shouldn't be calling out. Um, and I guess they just view it as, like, I'm trying to help and stuff, but most of the time it's just like, you need to back out because this isn't um you're you don't need to be involved in this you know it's only that person and whatever is going on um it's only their business and not yours but I feel like this generation has really um grown to adapt that savior complex and we really need to you know stray away from that otherwise um it's probably going to get worse um what exactly is the savior complex like if you had to put it into a words a saber complex um the easiest way i could um describe it is um let's imagine you're adopted um and uh you're older you're in your teen years and you really want to know about your parents but your adopted parents don't want you to know about them so they really keep all of that information to themselves um because they think that it's gonna help you in the long run but um, really, they're just doing it so um, so you don't get to know these people. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's a really hard concept, but savior complex is basically when a person only wants to do right, even if it's not right time to do it. So if so I like were... A, so it's a kind of like a, I know what's best for you type person. Yeah, so, like, I know what's best for you, and there's no other option. Mm -hmm. And they always want to get involved in, like, helping people. Because they, 
in their mind, they think that they're actually helping people, but in reality, it's just making things worse. Um, and I see this a lot on TikTok, um, where uh, people <laughs> will will be, you know, appreciating other cultures, and then and here comes this person with like the savior complex, and they're like, "Oh, like, you shouldn't be doing that. Like that's cultural appropriation." But the people in that culture in the comments are like, "Oh no, like it's okay. Like I can see that they're not disrespecting us," and they'll continue to be like, "Oh no, that's cultural appropriation." So they're always like have this mindset that they're always right and what they say is right. Like there's no other option there. Yeah, because there was this one TikTok that I remember um, specifically where it was this Asian woman and it was when Kobe died and it was just her normal how she is. And then it would transition to her with makeup on the jersey and she looked exactly like Kobe. Like her makeup skills were amazing. And then you have all these um, white people, like the, like the majority are white. They're like, oh, this is blackface. Like you're being disrespectful. And then you see the comments and then there's the, the African-Americans, there's the actual people of color and they're like, oh my God, like you're doing like an amazing job. Like this is beautiful. Thank you. But yeah, like, of course there's always gonna be two sides. Like there's always gonna be people of color where they're like, oh, like, oh, that's blackface, or white people that are like, oh, that's amazing, you know, it shouldn't be something you should cancel, but ultimately, she ended up getting canceled, I'm pretty sure, over that. Um, Personally, I think I think it wasn't a horrible like representation of blackface, because what blackface is what Jim Crow was, like the Jim Crow era, where it was like they would paint themselves black and they would act dumb or do some dumb stuff to just, oh, like, now I'm black and I'm showing what black people do. But if you do it in this way of like, you're showing art and trying to show respect to Kobe that he passed away, it's like, you have this other feeling attached to it where it's like, it's not that I'm making fun of him, it's that I respect him. And I'm using my art in the best way that I can, you know? Yeah, personally, I just don't like getting in the way of those things because I'm obviously not Black. So that's not something I should, you know, be speaking on. I just let, you know, other POCs talk about it. And um, I will see what they're going on. And then if they think that it's wrong, then I feel like we should listen to them. You know, because it's obviously something pertaining to them. Um, but if they're like applauding the person and like not seeing this as something wrong, I don't know why people would continue to see it as wrong. And I feel like that has a lot to do with um, slavery and stuff, and people just wanting to give people the best life they could they can have. Because obviously, back then that wasn't possible. And I think that's where like the savior complex also um, starts coming into play. And we do see savior complexes more in white people because I guess they're like trying to show that they're like progressing in society. So they want to, you know, be on the side, be an ally, but instead they're just like 
they're just straining that relationship between POC and white. See, I think it's like, like it comes down to the basic concepts of like, are you doing this because of them? Like you want them to feel better, you want to say sorry, or are you doing this because you want people to think you're a good person? Mm -hmm. And you can like tell from the from far away, like which like who is in which place and who is in which field. Um, with, yeah, I feel um, like a lot of people don't do their education or like they don't do their research um, enough, um, and you can tell. <laughs> Um, like me, I don't speak on things unless I've done my research on it because I don't want to say the bad, like something bad or I don't want to, you know, um, offend anybody. So that's what these people lack. They lack doing their research. They lack listening to their peers. Um, they just want to make themselves look good. They want to make themselves look like they're not racist. But um it takes a lot to speak out, you know, it's not just like speaking out, you gotta, you gotta know what you're talking about. Otherwise, you're gonna offend somebody. Yeah, I'd see like with slavery, um, since I'm not black, it's like I'm kind of on the outside of you and I'm realizing this isn't that old, like this is 60 years ago was um, the bus uh, boycotts, I'm pretty sure, 60, 70. Um, like not even that long ago, like probably like three generations away. And it's like, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, this is what's best for the black people after what happened. Like, that's not my place. But my place right. is what's best for me. And also if they realize, or if I see like, oh, they're pushing for protests because uh, George Floyd, perfect, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come support, you know? But it's not my, it's not my place. Right. I feel like our job is to uplift their voices and make their voices be heard rather than um, intervene and have their voices blocked. So we're there kind of as like support, it's like a support system, you know, to have um, their voices be heard, um, to really get the word out there. But we really shouldn't be blocking their voices, which a lot of people do. I think it's getting worse now with um, like social media to where now we're more polarized than usual, to now where we see something on Facebook and it's like, oh, that's the viewpoint of African-Americans. Oh, that's how Mexicans view immigration. Cause they, cause they see something on the news and they're like, oh, every Mexican thinks this way or every white person thinks this way. And truthfully, it's just cause all these social media stuff we see is just what, the social media wants us to see. Right. We have all our data. They know, like with my phone, like they know I'm 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 blue. You know, I'm more demo I, I lean democratic. So it's like I see more CNN or like more news sources that lean left. So it's like and, and it's crazy. It's fucking like scary too, because it's like now it's two blocks. Like either you're Democrat or you're Republican. And like it's just yeah. pulling us more apart now. Yeah, personally, I just don't like to identify myself with either party because I feel like both parties have their own flaws. Um, and when you bring up those flaws, people tend to be like, oh, so you belong to the other party or you belong to this exactly. party. But um, 
no, I like to stay more neutral. If I like were to like actually like put myself in a box, I think I would um, lean toward more being a communist. So not a, not a Republican or a Democratic. Um, but when I tell people that, they always give me weird looks because in school we're always taught like communism is a bad thing, like it never worked, you know, they don't really teach us the good of it. And um, also when they talk about communism, they talk about communism back then, which is obviously much more different than communism now. But yeah. What do you think can we do with communism to make it like to to put it into society because on paper it looks amazing on paper it's great but like what do you think is the reason why so many other countries that take these this approach become become bad places to live like russia i'm pretty sure no the soviet union actually not russia it was like now the government has all control and now the people don't have what the actual well on paper said they were supposed to get you know like they were supposed to get all the, all the money from all these corporations because it was all one but at, but what re- really was happening is that the government leaders were actually taking all the money instead of giving it to what it was supposed to be like because with humans it's just it's just hard to rely on government to um give us what we need because right. they're going to be selfish at the end of the day. Like, no matter how amazing they are, you you don't know if they're going to end up being like, oh, never mind, fuck you. I'm going to just keep all this money. And I don't care about your insurance. I don't care about this or that. Um, but, how, but how would you make it work? Um, that's honestly a pretty hard question. Um, I feel like the reason why communism usually doesn't work is because people are so money hungry. Um, with communism, the whole idea of it is really to eliminate capitalism and eliminate, you know, working classes. So it would be a classless society. So you and me would be the same. There wouldn't be no lower class, no upper class, no middle class. And I feel like that's where people um, start running into problems because they're so used to, you know, having all this money, um, using this money to flaunt on people and like. Um, people are really money hungry nowadays. So um, they really do not want them to be in like the same even playing field as every other person. And it also comes to um, owning property with um, communism. Everybody would be able to like own property. It's publicly owned. Whereas right now, you know, the government owns property and like, corporations and stuff so they're the ones getting money so with communism if we were to you know publicly own everything we would be getting the money and we wouldn't be giving our money to some white rich man you know and that's where uh the problems start to occur because these money hungry people aren't happy to see everybody else on an even playing field and i think that's what really really um um let's communism not work and that's where like the problem start is money because like i said like money is the root of all evil so um, i think to take it like that like you're right money really is the root of all evil but i also think ego is as well because now you have 
in communism, everyone gets the same thing. There's no classes. Now you have this student that goes to learn how to be a brain surgeon. They go through, who, who knows how many years, I don't know how, how many years, it's 20, almost 30. And now they're getting treated the same or paid the same as someone that doesn't contribute anything to society. Because there's actual people out there that don't contribute anything to society to where they just kill people or they rape people or they steal from people or they do bad things all their life. And I know you can change them, but can we rely on them changing and just keep them on the same pedestal as a doctor or as a lawyer or as these public health servants? And I think they really do deserve like teachers, doctors, lawyers, people that put other people's needs before them, I think should really have most of the money, really should have most of the, um, the influence. Um, and it's like, if we, like communism is perfect for the people because in the United States, we have so many poverty. If we switch to communism, it would be amazing because now you have all these people that are really trying their hardest. Now, now they can actually do stuff with their lives, but then Look on the other end, now there's people that have been working their entire lives and got lucky. Because truthfully, to go into a good place, to become famous, you really just need to try hard and get lucky. Like, luck really is part of it. Um, now they're like, wait, like, how come they get the same treatment as us? Like, I put my life into this, you know? And, and I think it all roots from this ego, whether it's a healthy ego or an unhealthy ego. Um, where they're jealous or mad or healthy ego where they're like oh well then why did I go to school to help other people for or um see my thing on that is um with communism people would be able to um go into careers that they would actually like like um right now as a society we have a lot of people who will you know become nurses become doctors only because of the pay but with communism we would have people doing what they wanted to do so um i feel like that ego would be broken because people now would be doing things that they wouldn't necessarily be able to do um right now so like we could have like someone right now being a nurse but they're whole life they've been wanting to I don't know be an engineer I guess so I guess that ego would be broken because now they're doing something that they really want to do um rather than really staying miserable in a job that they chose just because of the money um but I do think that ego would still be a big problem there and I feel like that's a, a reason why communism doesn't work either because people are always wanting to look better than the next person. And obviously you can't do that with communism because everybody would get equal, equal things. But I feel like doing what you want to do will really help in breaking that ego somehow. You're right. Um, and it's I, obviously not going to happen like overnight either. Like, yeah, it's obviously going to take a couple years, you know, 20, 30, 40 years even. But um, once we get there and are 
in the state of mind that uh, this is actually working. I feel like people are going to start giving in more, if that makes sense, and not, you know, creating these big problems um, or not really seeing money as a big problem or not, you know, comparing themselves. Because when you're doing something you really love, you're not going to compare yourself to somebody else who's doing something else they're doing, you know, you'll just compare yourself to, you know, other people maybe that are doing the same job as you are, but it wouldn't lead to like a big, you know, problem. Yeah, yeah. that's how I view, I guess. Yeah, I say communism would be amazing for society if humans were better like better people in general because you have humans that truly like if like if we had a way like if we integrated with technology to a way where we could talk with people and we could understand their intention like like if i'm on the zoom call with you and i'm looking at you and then i could see your intentions like oh he just wants to be the best person he can be and help other people or he loves people or let's say like I look at someone else and their intentions are, oh, I'm trying to like manipulate this person. I'm gonna play you. I think since we don't know that, since we don't know people's intentions, since we don't know all these things, it's like we have, we, we already have a fucked up education system where it's like, it really is so outdated to where you put them out in the workforce and you get two choices, college, trade, no, three choices, college, trade, or I don't know, I don't care. You do whatever what you want with your life. And then you have all these people comparing themselves now because it's like, oh, should I have gone to college because that's what they told me? Or should I have done trades because that's what my grandpa told me or something? Um, I think we're not, like we're treated like machines and not like what we actually are. Because there's people that have deep talents. Like, like everyone is born differently and they think like, oh, I was born this way, and but that's not how I am anymore. No, that really is who you are. And if you're born, like you love, I don't know, if you love drawing, and we, and we got you as a kid, and we gave you all these classes for drawing. But, but, but I think we have to give you classes to learn about history and math and all that. I think that's important too, but not in the way of like all your life, you know? But I think if you focus on their talent and you let them improve on their own then you get these people that are self-sufficient that love what they do and they really know who they are but since you just put them in a whole system where you pass or you fail and if you fail then you're a social reject which isn't true but they say it like that it's like you have all these people that are now like oh shit like i should have gone my diploma or i'm not the like, I'm not worth the same as this other person that went to college or stuff like that. I think we're, everything roots up from is how we treat our kids. And that's really what's going on right now. Like, we really don't care about our kids. We're really just, like, if you think about it, everything around the world, everything about politics, we're just fighting over pride and ego. Right. Over what we want. Like, we have old white people in politics. Well, it's getting better, you know, it's getting more diverse. But you have old white men in politics talking about what's going to affect kids, but they're putting it in their own perspectives. Like, is this going to affect me? And 
that's why like i love talking about politics but truthfully where we're at politics it's like it's hard to change and it's really it's fucked up like it's not working obviously yeah it feels like there's never going to be a change um i think it just has to do with them having the same ideals and not changing those as society progresses so that's a big thing and like i feel like with school we really need to start um adding more classes or teaching more things that are that'll help you know with kids talents and stuff like that um i feel like with schools we i feel like every school teaches everything like the same and like that's where like the problems start occurring you know and like the curriculum is so outdated like you said um and they really only teach you what they want you to know and they um whatever they think is bad, then you have to think that it's bad. And whatever you, they think is good, you have to think it's good. So we're really never, we really never have um, a voice when we're going to school. We're always being controlled to think a certain way. And once you do get out of that box and you know start thinking differently, these teachers start looking at you different and they think that you're this, bad kid who doesn't want to listen to an authority figure um and that's when like problems start to occur see like you're right on the dot because like because like i don't know if you know but every state in the u.s has their own like textbooks to where if they're like let's say california if they're democrats they're gonna pay someone that's heavily democratic to write their textbooks and they're going to put that in schools. And if you're, let's say Utah and you're highly Republican, you're going to do the same thing with Republicans. So basically where you're at is what you're going to learn. Like, like, I don't know if you went to school here all your life, like in Utah, but I'm pretty sure what you learned about Christopher Columbus was just a good part. Cause yeah. that's what I remember. Like they teach us like, Oh, Christopher Columbus sold the, all. I, it's like a saying, sell the ocean blue and something, something to do. I don't know. Um, but it does talk about how we discovered America and how, and then like you grow up and you're like, that's not how it is at all. Like, what the fuck are you right. telling me? <laughs> like, this is scary. You guys are telling and teaching kids shit that isn't true. I mean, it's true, but it's in a different light. And it's like, that's, what I think really is the root of everything. We're really just brainwashing people. It's where you're right, where like government doesn't want people to take psychedelics and do things like that because they just want to brainwash people. Yeah. Um, and it happened and that, like, I feel like every, you know, significant person in history has had their flaws, but like it, schools won't teach us. Like, um, a good example I like to use is Gandhi like everyone thinks Gandhi is like this good person but in reality he was not a good person at all you know he was a pedophile he was a colorist so he didn't like black people basically he really only cared about his people and stuff like that but we're not taught and we're not taught that in school we're taught that Gandhi is a big sign of peace and love but in reality, he's far away from that when you really do your research. 
And sometimes I ask myself, like, why do the why why does the government want us to think that this person was so good? Like, why does he need to be the sign for peace and love? When if you look at his background, he wasn't the best person. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, like, why do you think they did that with Gandhi or with Christopher Columbus? Um, I feel like they just need um people to be uh I guess for us to look at them as role models. They need role models. They need people that we can look up to. Um, so they'll look for people that have done good in other people's lives and then totally erase their other history just so we have someone that we can look up to. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like also um, with Gandhi, you know, his whole thing was peace, like no protesting and stuff like that. So um, a big part of why I think they brought him in was because they wanted people to think that the only way to combat stuff would be through peace and harmony, when in reality, that doesn't really get you anywhere. Like, you really have to take action. So I feel like they're trying to desensitize us um, and really, I guess want us to adapt a mentality so they can dumb us down because you um you, you're completely right on that dude but yeah like, sorry uh, i was just gonna say um when you saw like all the george floyd protests and stuff these people everybody was like bringing up gandhi and how he didn't like he wasn't like protesting and like you know using his voice or they were bringing up like you know martin luther king as well like how he wasn't really like violent and stuff but then you see their backgrounds and you see that what they did really didn't work and really didn't bring any progress to society so I feel like the government is like using these people and saying like oh like everything can be accomplished with just like shaking the hand or like you know um being nice to people just so we don't you know go out there and start using our voices because they're scared because mm -hmm. we the people would have so much more power if we all came together we could literally overthrow the government but they have um taught us that you know using violence and you know using our voices and protesting doesn't get you anywhere so they brainwash people into thinking that. And that's why I feel like people also see these protests as a bad thing instead of a good thing. See, you know, that's a perfect example because it's like back during slavery in the South, when the North was like revolting and the slaves were finally getting set free, the South, you know, wasn't on the same page. And keep in mind on these plantations, they had... 100 200 slaves working for a family that only had like five people so if they wanted to they could have overthrown them easily so we asked why didn't they but it's because they didn't give them books they didn't know how to read they didn't tell them oh guess what the north is freeing the slaves they didn't know about that they right. didn't tell them anything so it's like that's kind of what's happening now so if you switch the 
slave owners for government and you switch the slaves for the citizens. It's like, they're not telling you the full story because they want to keep you in. And we have the power to overthrow everything. And those slaves, they, they had the power to overthrow everything. But what this government did, or what the slave owners did, what they did was they made an own little police force. They called it, um, fuck, I forgot what it was called. It was, um, so, so they called it a different name. They were saying about how it's for farming and, and, and agriculture officers. But there were actually police officers that would go around and make sure that these slaves stayed in their place and wouldn't talk to each other from different plantations. Because they didn't want them to know, like, oh, yo, like, the North, they're having freedom now. The North, you know, they're, like, the slaves are finally having their own lives. So now you have these police officers, these, these people that make sure that they don't find out. So it's the same thing as government. You have the government, you have, and these police officers are now actual police or either our education system or our politicians where they're, like, not trying to let us know the real thing. Because they think, oh, if we give them knowledge, they're not going to know what to do. With and they kind of, yeah, they, like, they, like they think we're stupid. Like they think we're dumbed down. The thing is, we're not stupid. We just don't have the knowledge they do. We don't. And it's like. We don't have the materials that they had or mm, available to us. It's just, but yeah. Like, we just need to let more people know about this because there's so many people that just think government is so amazing. Government deserves or has to give you everything you need. I don't, I don't support the whole government giving you what you need because it's a good thing, but I can't trust government. Like, we, we can't trust government in what they do because every generation we find, oh, shit, they did something wrong. Oh, we find out new things like, oh, like, I didn't know that back then. Um, so as more people lean towards socialism, like the idea of free college, free, like, like payments every month sound amazing, you know, that would help so much people. But then I'm thinking, like, what's the catch? Right. Like, what, what, like, what are they going to do to where it's like, oh, that wouldn't even matter anymore? And that's actually like really fucked up because we shouldn't be thinking like, okay, like this is nice, but like, what's the catch? You know, we should just be able to confine in the government and, you know, think that we're in good hands, but obviously we're not in good hands, like at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like the reason why people, you know, they cry the government so much is because they, they were taught like, from a young age that, they really help us and um, they give us everything we need, but are they really helping us or are they um, regressing us? We're, I feel like we're regressing as a society with the government instead of progressing because they only care about money. They only care about power. They don't really care about um, the people. See, I like to, um, like, I like to compare the government, like, the relationship with government citizens to an actual intimate relationship. Like imagine you're dating someone that's toxic, but not in a normal toxic way, but in a narcissistic way to where they think they know what's best for you. They are only there for the love and 
affection, but they don't really love you. They just want someone to be there with them. That's that's really what it really is. Like it's really just a toxic relationship to where we're getting abused, to where we're getting gaslighted, or we're getting or we're gonna listen to everything our partner says because because whatever says goes. And like it really ha- is how it is today. Like we think, oh, they have everything for us. The same way of someone in a toxic relationship would be like, oh, well, they love me, so they know what's best for me, or they're always gonna be there for me. And like that's that's truly how it is. Like we don't realize it until we're like, oh wait, I'm getting abused. Oh wait, I'm getting used. And then you right. find out like, I, like I can do this on my own. I don't need you. But then when you, like, actually find out, it's, like, too late, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's why people need to, like, start, you know, doing their own research and stuff. Because we're not going to be taught this stuff, like, in school or, like, other people are going to teach us. Like, these are things that we need to teach ourselves, which I think is so stupid as well. But um, if we don't teach ourselves, we're never going to learn anything about it. Um I always get told like why why do you why are you so involved in politics and why do you care so much I'm like well it's literally affecting me like if I don't do something then there's never going to be a change you know um I guess people are just brainwashed into thinking that there's only one way to do something and if we do something else a different way then it'll not work or it'll backfire on us or we're going to get harmed or something like that. But yeah, people really have grown the mentality that the government knows what's right for everybody. When in reality, they're just rich people who can only care about themselves and the power, which is sad, but what can we do, you know, mm-hmm. other than, you know, start educating ourselves and stuff like that. You know, I, I find it hard to um, connect with people that say, oh, I don't talk about politics or I don't think about politics because it doesn't affect me. Or no, I just don't care because you know it doesn't matter. Where it's like, like it really does affect, like it may not affect you, but my point of view, what I want in this world is a humanity to where we can achieve anything we want, to where we can be happy perfect amazing and it's like we can't do that if we have these governments taking advantage of us and we can't do that if all we do is just focus on ourselves go go out go have fun like like i'm not saying don't have fun i'm just saying do you be happy have fun but at the same time if there's something you see is wrong or something you see that can change humanity or going to change something really big then you kind of say, oh, it's politics. It's not my problem. It's not my decision. Um, like with like with like the laws on like on like immigration, where we have so many people here from just Latin descent, Mexican, Salvadorian, Guatemala, anywhere. And they turn the other cheek and they just look away. And they don't realize we have these kids in cages. We have families separated. And it's like, dude, like, didn't your family cross the border? 
for to have to make sure you have a better life and now you're acting like this doesn't happen and i just yeah. think it's selfish you know it's because i know if you were in that position you would want someone to think about you you want someone to take charge and take talk about you at least yeah, but people are like you know what, yeah i think people don't like talking about it either because they think that people are going to make fun of them or people are going to attack them or they're going to be seen less than. But um, I feel like, who cares, you know? I have people who message me all the time and they're like, like, what you're saying is wrong, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, that's your view. Perfect. But I'm still going to be talking about it because it's something that, you know, needs to be changed. And then I also get messages of people that are like, oh my God, I've never, you know, seen it from that perspective or you've taught me something new, which is why I keep doing it because I feel like I'm spreading information and teaching people about things that they normally wouldn't have been taught or like they've never been taught or have never been heard of. So um, I feel like, if people speak out more, people are going to start getting educated more and more and more people are going to, you know, start getting involved in shit. But that's not going to happen if people are scared to speak out just because they think they're going to get made fun of or um, if somebody has different ideals in them. So whatever, like, just yeah. speak. Yeah, I think a lot of people are scared to speak out and it honestly comes down to just a normal human instinct to where back when we were in tribes, you know, like we wanted to be in part of the tribe. Like we wanted to make sure we had this family because if we didn't, didn't accept our tribe's way of life, then they'd kick us out and we'd be on our own. And it's kind of how it is now. It's like, we're scared to speak up because now we have this whole group on social media that's like, oh, this is right. But then you're like, wait, I don't think that's right. I think I have a perspective I can talk about. But now you're too scared to talk about it because you think they're going to push you away and you're going to get canceled or this or that. And that's ultimately just what I'm trying to do. Like, I just want people to just speak out. Like, I don't care what it is. At the end of the day, I have my beliefs, but I'm not married to my beliefs. So if, right. you, so if you come up here and you've taught me so much just in this alone, to where it's like, okay, maybe I was wrong about this. Or maybe I didn't know about the like right. a lot of information about this. And I think people are just married to their beliefs now. They're like, you know what? Whatever my friend on Facebook says or whatever Trump says, I'm going to follow. Because I want to be part of this group. I want to be included. Right. And it's okay to be wrong. Like, as long as you're, you know willing to learn then there's nothing wrong with being wrong um but if you know that you're wrong and you keep pushing these beliefs onto people that's when it obviously starts becoming a problem but you know it's okay to be wrong i'm all, i'm never right or like i'm usually learned new stuff from people you know um commenting on my stuff or messaging me and i'll be like oh like I've never seen it from that view. Let me do more research on it instead of, you know, being like, oh no, you're wrong. 
I'm right. And I feel like that's the mentality everybody has where like, they don't care if they're wrong. They'll keep, you know, pushing these beliefs and advocating for something that they truly don't really want just so it could boost their ego up. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there's going to always be opposition. Like people need to realize like no matter what you do in life, people are always going to look at you and say something bad about you. Either right. because of jealousy or just, that's just how it is. And it's their own problem, so it has nothing to do with you. But I'd say really just focus on you. Like just do what makes you happy. Right. If you do what, what makes other people happy, you're going to lose yourself. And then the sad thing that people want to ignore, I'd say, is that people change. They, they always do. Every single day they wake up with a new person, either in a good way or a bad way. And when you put so much trust in somebody, so much, okay, whatever you says goes, one of these days they're going to wake up, realize, oh, you're not this person I met because you just listened to me. And now you're up by yourself. And it's always going to end up wrong. Like, I, like, there are some things that you have to be strict about. Like, no, you're right. I'm wrong. Like this, I'm, like, I'm strict about because it's facts. If you let yourself go, you're going to get hurt. There's no debate about that. Um, But that's the thing. It's, it's scary. And now with social media, yeah, people wanting to be included and I get the feeling, you know, I get it. I want to be included. There's times where I'm like, oh, I, I mean, fuck. I, I mean, I wish I could have gone to that movie or to that hangout with them. But you just have to be happy with who you are. You just have to accept who you are and be in your space because things will come and go in your life, you know? Yeah, you're never going to get anywhere if you're just focusing on other people instead of focusing on yourself, um, whether that be, you know, mentally, physically, whatever it be. If you just keep focusing on other people and getting validation from other people, you're going to get used to it. And once you're alone, everything is just going to backfire on you and you're not going to know how to act. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. So that's why I, you know, I'm really dependent on my on myself mm-hmm. rather than being dependent on other people. Like, it's nice to have friends, you know, and like talk to them. But at the end of the day, your own you only have yourself you know and you're the only one that can get you out of that dark place you're the only one that you know can get yourself that job you're the only one that can go to school and like graduate and stuff like that so people really need to stop I guess getting validation from other people and really focus on themselves because the only validation you need is your own validation you know what did you so what did you have to go through or do to where you're like okay I accept who I am the only validation I need is from me um well growing up like in school and stuff I was I guess you could say I was like bullied a lot 
whether it be the way I dress, whether it be my sexuality, my financial, you know, status and stuff like that. Um, and I noticed that I was the one allowing these people to, you know, have a toll on my life. And once I saw that all I really needed was to make myself happy, that's when I started, you know, ignoring these people and really focusing on myself. So the real thing is you really just need to think about how you feel and what you want to do instead of what other people want to do and stop people, you know, controlling your life because these people only want you to, you know, they only want to see you on your lowest. They don't want to see you, you know, progress and get higher and higher because, you know, some people are really jealous and they envy you. And the only way to uh, lift themselves up is to lift somebody down. Um, And once you start noticing that you're the only one that can lift yourself up, that's when you start really ignoring these people. Like now I don't care. Like I always get people that are like, oh, you dress weird or they comment on my like sexuality and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, like, is it affecting you? Are you wearing my clothes? Are you talking to the people I'm talking? I don't think so. So that's my mindset on that. And it's pretty hard to get to that mindset. Like it literally took me up until graduation to get to that mindset. But once you do um, get to that point in your life, it'll be easier to really let yourself go and be more in tune with yourself. Well, I love um, this, the scene you do on social media too, is that your, your personality shows through your style. Like your clothes, what you wear is how you express yourself. And I think lots of people, if they really want to find out who they are, I'd say go to a store, buy some clothes that you wouldn't usually wear put it on and does that feel like something we'd wear just keep on doing that you know or draw any type of art any seriously any type of art that you can do or make or listen to it's going to show you who you really are it's going to show what you're into yeah i do that a lot um now that i'm you know old enough i'm like you know starting to get tattoos and stuff and that's really how i express myself through my tattoos and my my style. Um, I want people, like when they see me, I want them to know that's Luis, you know, that's the kid I follow on Facebook or that's the kid I have on Instagram. I don't want them to see um, someone fake, you know, that's not the same in real life. Because oftentimes people put up a front on social media, but they're not the same outside of social media. So I really just want people to see like, oh, he's the same person as he is online, you know? Even though I don't really, like, talk to people in real life, I try to avoid people because, like, I'm very, like, antisocial. Like, even with my friends, like, I'm still shy around them and shit, but if you come up to me and, like, say hi, like, I'll, like, talk to you, but, like, 
I will never go up to you because I'm just like really, really, really shy. Like even this right now, like doing this, I had so much anxiety. Cause like thank I thank you for coming on though. Thank you for <laughs> facing it. But yeah, yeah, like I'm just very antisocial. But um I feel like my style and like my tattoos and all that, like let me express myself without using words. You know, does this so does this social anxiety does it does it affect you in a way or are you like like you know it's tricks it's playing on you because honestly what anxiety really is it's just really playing tricks on you to me making you feel less than you are making you feel like you're not ready um but did you get comfortable with it to where you know oh shit i'm anxious i need to take a deep breath or is it something you deal with every day um it's gotten a lot better honestly um i used to like literally hide hide from people and run away from people and i would see them in real life but i um realized that it was all in my head you know i'm the one holding myself back from meeting these new people and i'm the only one that can make that change you know um it really has gotten better though um but it's still a big problem I'm trying to, you know, get used to because I've always just been a shy kid. So I never really talk a lot around people and I make things awkward all the time. And it's really hard for me, you know, to get into relationships as well. Like if you're not talking to me, then I'm not going to talk to you. But I've really, you know, been trying to push myself I've been like messaging people um you know hanging out with the people that I wouldn't necessarily hang out with and that's really helped me a lot you know to get out of that mindset that everybody wants to see me fail because that's the biggest thing with my social anxiety um I feel like people want to see me fail or they're gonna judge me but um being able to take control of that has really, really, really helped me a lot. Because, um, yeah, you're right. Because I'd say I kind of went through the same thing too. I, I was always just a quiet, shy kid. Like even as a baby, I didn't really say phrases until the age of two. I didn't really speak out until the age of two. And all throughout elementary and fifth grade, I got to stutter because of just the stress I was going on in my life as a kid. And I just, from fucking six to like, I mean, I still deal with it now, but six to probably yeah. like um, 10th, 11th grade, I didn't want to speak. Because I knew if I spoke, you know, I'm a stutter. People are going to make fun of me. People are going to laugh. But then I started realizing, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if I stutter, I stutter, you know? It, it is what it right. is. And it's like, the more you put yourself out there, the more you talk, the more you um, face your fears, the easier it's going to get. Like, there was parts of my life where I didn't even want to order drive through because, holy shit, I don't want to talk. Like, I'm going to fuck something up. Or I don't want to meet this person I've been talking to on social media because what if I fuck up? Like, what if I do this? It's like, there's no really how to overcome anxiety. It's just a do 
It's like the more things you do, the more times you face your fears, the better it's going to get. And yeah, you just got to expose yourself to that environment, I guess. Um, Otherwise, it's never gonna, it's never gonna get better. If you don't, if you're just at home, you know, and doing nothing about it. Um, That's why I'm in junior high. That's when I started dancing in junior high. And I think that helped a lot too, because like being in front of a crowd really like tested my limits. Like I would never do that. But dance gave me um, a way to escape that anxiety for, you know, three minutes, four minutes. And it really did help a lot. So just exposing yourself to your environment is really the key thing to do when dealing with anxiety. Um, and uh, it obviously is going to be hard at first, but the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get and the easier to come for you. Um, I'd like to tell people that have the same problem as me. It's like, like, I can't promise you that there's not going to be people that make fun of you over your insecurities. There's always going to be those type of people. The thing is, like, you have to realize it's going to happen and realize I don't give a fuck. Like, right. it doesn't change anything in your life. It really doesn't. If, like, if you look at it long, like, in, in the big picture, one person telling you they don't like how you dress, one person to tell you they don't like how you do your hair, that doesn't really damage you. It doesn't really do anything to you. It's how you take it. You know, and if you decide to be sad about it or cry about it, then now you're a prisoner to this person. Now you're a prisoner to other people. So the only thing we have in the control of us is our emotions. That's the only truly thing that we have control over and our thoughts. But even then, it's hard to take control of that. But so once you let someone get on your nerves once you let them get make you mad sad now you're not in control and that's the worst feeling anyone should ever have right i saw a post i don't know if you saw it as well where they were saying about how they don't like how when people show anger they say that's your true colors and i completely agree with that like i think just because you're mad doesn't mean that's how you are. Right. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever gotten mad to a point where, holy shit, like I, I'm not in control. But I think people are just entitled to their emotions. You know, we can't, like, I have this view of you, you have this view of me. But the, the, but the truth is, you'll never know who I am. I'll never know who you are. It's impossible. Um, exactly. Like, you're the only person that knows yourself. Exactly. So it just all comes back to the point where you're the only person that knows yourself. And and if you don't know yourself, it's not that hard. Like, people, like, when people think, oh, I don't know myself, because I thought that recently, like, oh, I don't know myself. And people would make me feel like you don't know yourself. Um, truth is, you do. Like, you just have to look through your memories, realize, oh, shit, like, that's who I am. I'm just a, I'm not shy, but like, I'm just a genuine person that tries their best. And and even if you start with that little sentence, you can grow on that. Like, it really is not that hard. The hard part is when you're like, oh, who am I? 
but you're not gonna like you're so complex that question isn't gonna help you so people that don't know themselves i just say start small start with your personality you know um yeah i feel like when people are like i don't know myself i feel like they think that um there's a specific answer you need to come up with but truly you're learning about yourself like every single day so um you really just have to pay attention to your emotions and your body and what it's telling you and that's how you'll truly know who you are as a person rather than really like going deep 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 into it and like trying to answer this question because if you're like trying to answer this question you're never going to get there because I feel like there's always going to be a different answer because I wasn't the same person I was you know three four years ago and I'm probably not going to be the same person in the next three four years so really just focusing and um and really getting to know your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, your own body, that's how you'll know um, who you truly are as a person. Do you think when people make mistakes, like what can they do to like forgive themselves? Because like, personally, I feel like when you try to find out who you are, you kind of forgive try to like block out the bad things about you. Like people are like, oh, I'm nice, I'm funny, I'm strong, I'm cool. But then you don't think about like, oh, I'm, um, I'm, I envy a lot or I, I desire a lot of things that I shouldn't desire or, um, I'm too scared. So it's like, what can make people really dig deep on themselves? Um, really acknowledging those feelings and putting them, like, I'm not excited, but like acknowledging that you have those feelings rather than just putting them away. Because if you're just pushing them aside, those feelings are going to keep coming up and up. Um, and really acknowledging them and noticing that there is a problem there and that you need to work on that really, really, really does help. Um, you also got to understand that we're human and nobody's perfect, you know. I know I've made big, huge mistakes and you probably made mistakes, but at the end of the day, what truly matters is did we, you know, did we try to acknowledge that mistake and realize that we were wrong? Or did we just push it away because we didn't want to acknowledge that we were wrong? Because we as humans have this huge ego and we always think that we're always right. And um, no matter what we do, everything has to go our way. But really, the key to, you know, moving on from these mistakes and um, letting go of these past things that you've done is realizing that you're not perfect and that you are going to make mistakes and that you are 
going to continue making mistakes. Um, so you shouldn't really be stuck on one specific thing and um, just try to work on yourself, you know, like, let's say I stole something and I got caught and now that's in like my conscience like every day. Um, am I going to do it again? No. There, I acknowledge that mistake, you know. Um, really acknowledging it and I guess knowing that you were wrong in that situation and finding a way to, you know, work on it really, really, really um, is the key point to letting go of things. Because mm -hmm. if you're just dwelling in the past, you're never going to let go of those things. Yeah, yeah, I'd say if you ever made a mistake or if there's anything that went bad in your life, I'd say the best possible way is to be honest about it with yourself, with anyone in general. Whenever there's something that happens in my life, whenever there's something that went wrong, I've learned that if someone asks about it, I'm going to tell them the whole story. I'm going to tell them my side, their side, the, the whole story. Because that, at, at the end of the day, that's just going to make me better. And like, honesty really, like in my opinion, really is the best moral or values that someone should have. Um, and, and that leads me to like, the best way to grow and to find out who you are is to take a, a test that will help you find out what your morals and your values are. I, um, I took one after some shit that happened and it came out and, and the first one was courage. Now realize, okay, courage is my, my, my favorite value. The next one was honesty. Okay. I have to work on honesty. I have to work on being courage, on being courageous and being on honesty being honest. Next one was wisdom. I have to learn how to become more wise, realize that's value in my life that I really love. I have to become more determined. Determining of being determined was um, a value I really love. It's something I need to learn about. The last one being disciplined. That's another value I need to work on. I need to be the best at because it's what's important to me. And it's like, it really is that simple. You have to just take a test, find out your morals and values. You can put it on a piece of paper, put it on a note, but then look at the mirror and be like, and instead of, see, like, it's kind of a sort of manifestation. Don't say, I wish I was courageous or I wish I had more wisdom. Say, I am courageous. Say, I, I am honest. I am um, wise. And I said that shit every single day, morning, night, every single day to this day, I do it. There's been days where I woke up and I'm like, I don't want to do it. And then I don't do it. And then, and then at night that day, I'm like, holy shit, I should, I should do it double. And it's like, trust, believe me, doing that and incorporating it with meditation really strengthens you because now you have these values, these morals that you need. Now you find out who you are. You know, that's basically who you are. Just those five words can determine who you are. And it's different for everybody. You might think, um, service is a good value or um, compassion there's so many values that it's like it really that shows who you are and it, and you just have to um 
find out what yours are. And I think that's the best way or best treatment you should give yourself. Is right. to realize like I'm not just a bum that makes mistakes. I'm I, I can be better, I can be greater. Really just taking the wheel on life. Mm-hmm. You know, um people really don't control their life or have any control in their life, so they don't see any growth or any, you know, progress. But you really need to sit down, um research yourself you know talk about yourself um what makes you know find out what makes you you because obviously you're never going to get anywhere if you don't know yourself if you don't know your values like you said um instead of you know just living day by day how you're used to and like ignoring these values and ignoring these feelings and these emotions that you have that are trapped inside of you and once you do free them and finally let go of yourself that's when you're going to start seeing more progress being made and you'll be happier with yourself in the long run i would be shit up right now i need to use the bathroom i need, I need to be pissed so <laughs> I'll, i'll be right back sorry about that bro i was just sitting there <laughs> i was like i don't want to interrupt it but fuck this spider is has to come out um but i was thinking while in the bathroom i was thinking about um and i wanted to ask you about your class you're taking the um uh criminology i think criminal justice criminal justice yeah and like what do you guys talk about in that class because i always hear or like when you first took the class you were talking about how oh my god like people have different views than me like completely different views and you know it's weird so like what do you guys talk about in that class it's actually a pretty interesting class um we really talk about um mostly current events this past couple of weeks we've been talking about um you know the protests that went on um like George Floyd and all that stuff um and now we're like moving into like the whole like jail system and how that works Um it's a pretty good class. Um the reason why I was so scared of it is because that class is very white dominated. I'm the only uh POC there, so oh so like um I was really scared about like what people's views were going to be and also the teacher is um is white as well, so I felt like I was um being outnumbered. But um a lot of people there are like they know what they're talking about when um like they're really respectful about things and we really have meaningful discussions and stuff i haven't found um anybody has said anything disrespectful like everybody like respects their their views and stuff but um if you like wanna get into criminal justice or like are interested in that class i feel like you should really take it um the only reason i'm taking it cuz i i don't know why it was in my classes i needed to take cuz that's literally far away from my field of study um is because um it's like an elective i guess so i had to take it i don't know it was weird but 
I'm glad I took it. But it's literally not even in the same field as the career I'm going into. Um, so what's your major? Um, I'm majoring in fashion design and then I have a minor in fashion merchandise or fashion, mm. fashion, yeah, fashion merchandise. Um, I heard about how you want to go to, um, I forgot what it was, but to a certain school in a big city because it would give you more like um, experiences and more connections. But like, how, but yes. like how does it work with the fashion industry? Because I feel like it's so connection-based where it's like, if you don't know somebody, then it's hard, you know? Yeah, well, that's the whole reason why I want to go to, um, it's called FIT, F-I-T-T. It's like one of like mm. the biggest like fashion schools, like I guess in the U.S. Um, they um, will put you in internships and they'll bring people from the industry to talk to you. So right off the bat, you're already making connections. Um, one thing they do is uh, they'll have their students intern um, at Fashion Week. And that's where most students will build their connections because they're like talking to designers, they're talking to models and stuff like that. So hopefully here after I graduate in like the next two years or so, I'll be able to move to New York, which is obviously a, a big move, but if I really want to because I feel like if I just stay here in Utah like I don't think I'm gonna go far because like it's Utah like <laughs> nobody cares here yeah. but over there I'll be able to have more connections um I'll be able to um interact with people in the industry more so their whole thing like that whole thing is just preparing you for the industry so it's more of an internship than it is like actual like schooling and stuff you know the fact that no like you're right like if you don't move look personally i think if you don't move out of utah for any reason um, just at least for a couple months at least for a week then you're gonna then there's a high chance that you're not gonna do what you want to do because it's like it's so closed off here where you have a comfortable lifestyle you have friends that you know um you know everything but there's no room to grow. Like everyone here is either just gossiping all the time, jealous, or just on their own thing. Like they don't, like they're kind of just focusing on themselves. So it's like, like it's sad to say, but it's a toxic environment. So if you go to like New York or to where it's like hev- like heavily, like there's an art, um, culture over there that I really love I really fuck with it then you're gonna be exposed to all this shit and you're gonna get exposed to all these new friends to all these new connections um, right but just that alone the fashion week internship that's that sounds pretty fucking cool yeah I think that's like the main thing like I really want to do um because a lot of designers have actually you know gotten into the industry and gotten jobs because of that um fashion week internship so hopefully it'll happen one day but it is pretty scary because it's so far away and like you don't know if you're actually going to make it or not but what's life without risks you know yeah so where is fit in new york like what borough is in 
Or is it I not in not, the city? I'm not too sure, but I know it's like literally right in like the middle of the city. I, I honestly I, I, I yeah, forgot, I, but <laughs> it's literally right in the main part of the city rather than like the outskirts of it. Um, Cause like, that's where like most people, you know, populate. And that's where like, you'll see, you know, your fashion designers, your artists, your musical artists, like right in the middle of the city rather than the outskirts. You know, I mean, I mean, I support you on this. Like it sounds scary. Cause personally, if it was like, I had to go to New York, I had to do this. It sounds scary. Yeah. But it's like, it's not impossible too. Right. You know, like, like I like to think nothing is impossible unless you say it is. Um, yeah, it's a big move though. So. And also everything in New York is literally so expensive. So I gotta, you know, be true. financially stable as well. In I order mean, to, so I gotta worry about other things as well. Yeah. But is there a way to get a scholarship from FIT? Um, I don't that think they do scholarships. Up. I don't think they do um, FAFSA either because it's like a technical college. So I don't think they'll be doing that either. Maybe they do loans but, or like some type of payments, but I'm trying to avoid loans as much as I can because I'm not trying to be in debt after I graduate. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. Like my cousin, she's so deep into her like loans that she can't like enjoy, you know, life and shit like that. So. Mm. That's and, what I'm not trying to do. And so what's your major? Your cousin? Uh, she's actually, um, I don't know what her actual, actual major is, but she went to like an acting school. So it wasn't really like, a, like an actual college. So she's an actor mm. and she like um, does commercials and stuff. Right now she's like, I guess she's like working on a movie. But um, she had to take out a lot of loans because art schools are like really really expensive um why i don't know but yeah so like anything that she makes from these commercials or like you know being an extra in like a show all that money has to go back into paying that loan instead of her you know joining it and shit that's crazy because I, I never thought about it like that because i always thought like oh actors they kind of like just get discovered like they make a like a YouTube video or to make a TikTok or they make something and then they get discovered. But it's like, you have all these good actors that we don't even know of just because they don't have the money. Right, go you to just school. gotta, like that whole like being discovered on TikTok and all that shit, that's just like luck. Like <laughs> that doesn't happen like often, you know, you like you have to be really, really lucky to be able to be discovered that way. Do you think um, like social media in general is going to get better to where it's like, we're gonna use it just for positive things and like just random things in our life. Like, like when Facebook first came out, all it was was really just, oh, I'm here with my friends or like, here's my dog or like, here's my family. And that was really all it was. And with MySpace too, it was just put my music out come on my page look at all the music I like look at my background but it's getting to where it's like now it's a new source 
like Twitter is getting to the point where it's like a news source. Like when people want to find their news, they go on Twitter. Um, I think uh, we're really going to progress with um, with social media. Um, I feel like we're going to start um, recruiting people for different jobs through social media because I feel like everybody is on it. So why wouldn't they? Like, I feel like companies are going to start, you know, um, taking advantage of that. But at the same time, I do think that it's might get a little toxic because you know people are posting like their good life and all the good things and people are probably going to start you know getting jealous and here comes all the you know all the arguments and stuff like that so it's really a weird thing with social media because it can be a really really good thing but at the same time it's a bad thing you know so you really don't really know if social media is ever going to really get to a place where it's going to be used as a good 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 thing because there's always going to be some flaws in it do you think it's it's the right or their um or what they have to take in charge of like with twitter that they should censor certain stuff like they should delete posts and then like if you say something rude they block you I don't like the whole censoring stuff. Um, I get censored a lot on Facebook and blocked. I literally have one more strike before my profile like gets deleted forever. <laughs> um, and it's all because I make like stupid fucking posts. Um, I feel like if it something like really really bad where it's like you know you're discriminating or you're putting down like people like I feel like that's when they should censor it but um I've seen like um people's political statuses and stuff like that get blocked and I'm like for what like people are just trying to you know speak their minds and stuff and Twitter's been doing that a lot lately. Well, where they'll delete your tweet if um, you're like just giving your views. But they are doing something good where um, I don't know if you have Twitter or not, or like if you use it a lot, but whenever there's like a political or anything of that sort tweet from anybody, whether it be like a celebrity or president or just like me, at the bottom it'll say, um, that this isn't like accurate information. Like it's just like a opinion. And I like that because like oftentimes when people see other people, you know, tweet or post stuff, they think that they're correct, you know, and they think that what they're saying is the only right thing. But now Twitter is like, hey, like, do a little bit more research because this person might not be right and they might be giving you the wrong information. Um, and they were doing that a lot with Trump's tweets, which I liked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, because I, yeah, because I've used Twitter like here and now. I kind of don't use it much anymore. But um, when Trump went on his little rant, yeah, I would say like, oh, it's fact checked, blah blah blah. And I like that more than like just playing on blocking or censoring your right. post i mean if it's a bot like if it's something that's just like they just post a link 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 i say yeah block that because that's just annoying you know 
or like scams and stuff. But if it's information, it doesn't matter if it's stupid as hell. Like if it's dumb as hell, has no makes no sense. You shouldn't censor that because once you censor that, now it's like you can censor anything. Now it's because there's lots of people like on the on like the liberal side. They're happy that Trump supporters are getting censored. They're happy to getting silent. They're happy to getting blocked and banned. But it's like, what if the tables were turned? Like, what if you were the one getting silenced? Right. Know? And I don't agree at all with anything the Trump supporters are saying. I, like, to me, I just a cold, you know. But it's like, if you censor them, then now you don't know what you're going to do. Because when people get silenced, they start getting, like, crazy. They start getting, like, oh, shit. Like, I, and they try to make ways where their voice can be heard, you know. Um. But I no, but I've just been seeing that lately on social media and everything. Where people are just getting banned for just shit posts or like memes or just even yeah, like yeah. political stuff. It's like it doesn't really damage anybody because at, at the end of the day, it's just a post. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Anyways, like they can still make a new pro- like profile and everything. So really blocking people and like banning people from social media isn't really doing anything and like you said once they start taking people's freedom of speech away that right that's when people are going to start retaliating and doing you know worse things like i don't know going and hurting other people that are don't have the same views as them and stuff like that so i feel like they shouldn't, you know, ban or, like, block people, but they should, you know, do that thing that Twitter's doing where they're, like, this might not be accurate. Like, you know, don't listen to this person or go do your research and stuff rather than, you know, just blocking them off the face of the earth. Yeah, I'd say I have high hopes just for social media and, like, humans in general. Like, I like to think I'm an optimist. Like, I know things are wrong, things are bad things get fucked up but it's like for some reason I just have a feeling like it's gonna get better it's gonna be a time when it gets better do you do you think because uh because I've been seeing this a lot like people use their religion as a way to demote other people like with a lot of Christians what they were doing they were like we're talking about how they're Trump supporters and oh like Trump's a person because of God and like God doesn't like you people that don't like Trump and stuff and it's like it's kind of cultish like some religions are to in my opinion are like a cult um I honestly um I respect people's religions and you know I'll advocate for them and stuff but I really don't like religion like at all I feel like it is a lot of people's um, root of evil Um, because they're really just going off a book that has been rewritten and rewritten and rewritten for years um, to the point where they don't even know what the actual book said, you know. Um, And even if like the information in the Bible was accurate, that was literally what Ten thousands of years ago like we're not in that same state of mind so using the bible as a justification for 
a lot of our problems is not really a good thing. And I think we should keep religion out of politics altogether. Cause like we have people like like abortion and stuff. Like the only reason they're not, you know, making it legal is because it says in the Bible that it's not real. But they fail to realize that not everybody has the same beliefs as them. You know, they're always, you know, telling us to respect their beliefs, but they're not willing to respect other people's beliefs. And that's where that blurred line comes in. Um, where like, do we actually need religion? Is it really, really helping us? Or is it um, creating these kinds of race wars between us? And um, yeah, so I feel like religion is a very touchy subject. Um, although I respect it, I feel like we'd be better off without it. Um, just because it does create so many problems and stuff like that. Right, there's so many um, people that take the Bible seriously. And like, I believe in a God, I believe, you know, and I'm, I, I say I lean more Christian-like, but I don't follow off the Bible. Cause it's like, like, yeah, I see it as a God, like, like ordained scripture, but you have all these humans like me are, well, are actually, since like 10,000 years, like you said, where they've been passing it along and who knows what they've been doing to it. Right. So even if God came and said, here, here's a, here, um, I want you to write your, your feelings on this um, and I'm going to put this through you. Okay, now you pass that book on to generations and generations. What's stopping people from changing that? What's stopping people from changing that to their own views? to use and control and manipulate people. And it's like, um, to, to where my belief is, it's like, I don't really follow off the Bible. There's some teachings in there that are wise, but there, there's a lot that are really outdated. And just, I don't think God would just hate people and tell people, don't do this, don't do that. Um, I mean, if God say, really hated that, like, why would they, why would he make them that person you know what I mean exactly. like mm. if God really hated like gay people why did he make me gay or if he really you know um hated something like why would he make it like I don't believe in I don't really believe in God I do believe there's a higher up or like a higher person but um when it comes to that topic like why would God you know make that person that way if he didn't like them well fuck we did what two hours <laughs> basically two hours shit i mean i had a good time i learned a lot of things um well it's, a, well, it's actually the first second time i've seen you or met you actually um, well yeah i i mean i had a good time um, thank you for being on the, sh on, the sh on the show. It's episode three. It's going to be up later today, I'm pretty sure. Um, but we'll, we'll just see about that. Man. Thank you. All right. Yeah, it was fun getting out of my comfort zone because this is really <laughs> something I wouldn't do, but um, I enjoyed it. So thank you. <laughs> cool, cool, cool.